0: Well, that was a little more than a week ago that Porter Moser was asked in the press conference by Loyola Phoenix Sports Editor Kyle Brown about his future at Loyola. And he said he hadn't thought much about it. And six days after that answer, he got the head job at Oklahoma and is leaving Loyola Chicago after 10 seasons. And Drew Valentine, sources say, is ready to take over for Porter Moser. Welcome in to the Sunday Sports Shootout here on the ww 88.7 FM on this Easter Sunday. It's a bonus show. Wasn't planning on doing a show today because of Easter, but with the Border Moser news, I felt like I should. Uh, Nick Schultz here with you. Really great to be back now that we're on the air. We got a little bit of a delayed start because we had some technical difficulties, but we are on the air and ready to go was going to maybe move this to a periscope on Twitter, but we had the technical difficulties sorted out. We are here. We are ready to go to talk you through the events of the last 48 to 72 hours. I'd heard rumors all week just from talking to some people, and you you hear the rumors, and you're, you're not really sure. Sometimes, like, is this legit? Is this just a rumor mill? Is there legs to this? There were legs to this one. I I heard rumblings early in the week about Porter Moser and Oklahoma, and was talking to some people on Friday, and it ended up happening that later in the day, Porter talked to his players about him taking the Oklahoma job, so it was basically official. It was announced yesterday morning. Yeah. He's gone after 10 years, and I've seen some mixed reactions from fans on Twitter as well. I am going to get to your tweets later in the show. I'll probably sprinkle them into my discussion here. I got a lot of good responses last night when I put out my my call for tweets because I still cannot take calls because we're working remotely. And working remotely is really fun, as you can tell by the technical difficulties we had starting the show today that I had to play a song while they were sorted out. So no calls, we're taking tweets, but I've got a bunch of them I'm going to get to. A lot of different opinions. But, yeah, with Porter Moser leaving, I was re- I was talking to my sources, and they told me that Drew Valentine was going to be the guy taking over. And I tweeted that out Friday night. And yesterday morning, the national media got a hold of it. So, yeah, Drew Valentine will be the next head coach of your Loyola Ramblers. I have a feeling an announcement will be coming soon. Not today. Obviously, it's Easter Sunday. But within the next couple days, I expect an announcement that Drew Valentine will take over Loyola Chicago for Porter Moser. And I want to give my thoughts on Porter's departure here. Haven't really said much on Twitter. I know I said the one non-answer answer answer tweet when things were starting to go down as I was talking to my people and people were like, oh, so your public stance is no stance. Dude, I dabbled in a poli-sci major for a semester. Yeah, I knew that'd come in handy sometime. I'd heard a lot of different things. I wasn't really sure what to commit to. Here are my thoughts. When I got to Loyola as a freshman, I knew I wanted to cover the men's basketball team. November four—I remember the date. It was November fourth, twenty sixteen. I know the date because it was the date of the Cubs parade. I talked to Bill Barron's the SID at Loyola to set up an interview for a season preview story because it's just—it was that time of year we were doing a basketball season preview—and he told me he was setting it for early in that or late that morning, and I'm like, "Crap." I'm going to the Cubs parade. So I was going to go to the parade for a little bit, book it back to campus and interview Porter. As I'm on the train downtown, I get an email from Bill saying, hey, interview's moved to this afternoon. And I'm like, cool, I can go to the parade. Went to the parade, had some fun. Got back to campus and went to Hallis Rec Center where they were practicing because the Alfie wasn't there yet. And I talked to Porter for the first time and introduced myself and said, yeah, I'm I'm glad this got moved. I was at the Cubs parade. And he's like, me too. That's why that's why we moved practice. We were at the Cubs parade. And that was the first time I talked to Porter Moser and and since then, I mean, he treated me really really well through four years at the Loyal Phoenix. And he treated me like a professional, which I appreciated. He, you know, the Tribune came calling, sometimes national media like CBS, The Athletic. Porter treated me like he treated them. And there's a reason he's in the intro to the show because that that quote from him on Mully and Haw, actually it was Mully and Hanley at the time, he, that meant the world to me, that he said that on six seventy of the score during the Final Four run. And he's all class, and I, I mean, I wish he stayed as an alum, as I, I guess I can be a fan now, like kind of a fan. I do wish Porter stayed, selfishly, but like I keep saying on Twitter, he needed to do what was best for him. And this was it. I wish him all the best at Oklahoma. I'll be rooting for him. I mean, I won't won't root against Oklahoma. And I'll I'll be pulling for Porter. He's a good guy. He's found a good fit. This, I know people in my mentions are not happy he left. Look, if this was a money grab, he'd have left for St. John's in 2019. St. John's was a bad situation in 2019. He's taking over now a Big 12 program that just made the NCAA tournament again and lost in the second round against Zaga. They went 16 and 11 overall, nine and eight in the Big 12. They have they could have three of their top four scorers return because Austin Reeves is probably going to go pro. And the reason I say they could return is because with a coaching change, you do have to expect some transfers. You don't know what's going to happen. But as of right now, three of the top four scorers are set to come back. He's got two strong recruits coming in. This is not a rebuild. This is a good situation for him. This is not a money grab, and I have a quote from Porter from College Game Day yesterday that I'm going to play. This is him finding a good fit, and like I said, I, I wish him all the best. He treated me well. I know personally he was a great guy. He was a, he obviously a great coach. Lasting memories as a Loyola student, Loyola student reporter. I mean, I, I keep saying without him willing being willing to talk, and, you know, there were press conferences my freshman and sophomore year. It was just me and Porter. I mean, it was, I was the only reporter in there, and that's, that's kind of how he and I built a relationship, was I was the only one in the press conferences half the time, maybe three-quarters of the time, from the beginning of my freshman year to probably January of 2018. It was just me. That won't happen anymore at Oklahoma. Those days are long gone. So as I said, wishing Porter the best. I hope everybody else wishes him the best too. I mean, I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to tell people what they should do, but I'm going to encourage you. Like, do not root against Porter because he left Loyola. I don't think people are, but I just wanted to throw it out there. Like, if you're a true Loyola fan, if you, everybody seem like a Porter fan, if you seem like a Porter fan, you're root for him at Oklahoma because. I know I will be. Now, let's talk about who's replacing him here. As I said, I reported Thursday night that sources told me that Drew Valentine was in, or it would have been Friday night, that Drew Valentine was in talks to take over for Porter as head coach. Drew Valentine, 29 years old. He came on staff in 2017. Here's his background. I wrote this in a story for my blog at offtheinbound.com, too, if you'd like to read it there. So, Drew's background here. First of all, Drew Drew Valentine is an awesome dude. Like he is a really good dude. He's more than just Denzel's brother. By the way, I keep hearing people frame it as Denzel Valentine's brother. Oh, he's Denzel's brother. Drew Drew is an awesome dude. Like he's a big ball of energy. He is so he's. Uh, this is a good choice by Steve Watson and Loyola Chicago. Because Drew comes from the Tom Izzo and Great Campy trees as well. He was a graduate manager for Tom Izzo from 2013 to 2015. And in those two years, Spartans, 53 wins, 21 losses, two Sweet 16 appearances, including the Final Four in 2015. Then, Drew went for two years at Oakland under Campy from 2015 to 2017. And then, he was hired at Loyola under Porter Moser. And it was almost immediate that 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 year, Drew was hired and made the Final Four. Year after that, they made the NIT. Year after that, they probably would have made the NIT if COVID-19 hadn't shut stuff down. Year after that, this past year, Sweet 16. And also, he took over as the quote-unquote defensive coordinator. That's what Porter told the Chicago Tribune, that Drew's the quote-unquote defensive coordinator. And he's instrumental in recruiting. He's a great recruiter. And I think from a recruiting standpoint, and from a, I mean, and I know I talk about the cliche about the culture from a culture standpoint. This is the right hire. You want to stay within the family here, and that's what that's what Loyola is doing by promoting Drew. I mean, you his resume is impressive for being 29. Now keep in mind, someone brought this up on Twitter too. I was going to make that point on the show, so someone someone's reading my notes here. When Porter Moser got his first head coaching job, he was 32. Drew Valentine is 29. He's going to be 30 in May. Next month he'll be 30. I think this is a good choice. Part of me thinks, now I don't know how feasible this has been, part of me thought Loyola could go for like an Archie Miller type. You know, someone who's had a lot of success at a mid-major and tried to go to like a high major, couldn't you know, I don't want to say couldn't cut it, but you get what I'm trying to say. But someone who's a, a really good mid-major coach with success in their background and maybe go that route. But on the other side of the coin, this program is all about the culture. I mean, you hear it all the time. It's all about the culture. And I think having Drew, who's a rising star, He's, I mean, you see him on 30 under 30 lists. You mean, I mean, he's, his resume is impressive. So he's not on, he's not unqualified for this. I I support the, I support this hire. He was the first name I thought of when the rumors started swirling. And I, I think I expect a presser this week. I have not heard anything for sure, but I expect a press conference to come this week, introducing him. But, I mean, my sources said it. The national media has got it. Drew Valentine's going to take over for Porter Moser, who is heading to Norman, Oklahoma. Now, Porter was on college game day yesterday on ESPN. And I have a couple sound bites here I want to play. He was on with Reese Davis. Here is Porter Moser talking about the right time to take this job. And here's a second clip of Porter Moser talking about talking to Sister Jean about this. Well, so first of all, can we appreciate that Porter basically confirmed that Drew's taking over? Like I don't know if he knew it wasn't official yet or anything, but yeah, Porter basically confirmed that Drew's taking over. But yeah, I love that he called Sister Jean right away. Um I have not talked to Sister Jean, but um I'm I'm glad he called Sister Jean and yeah, this is going to be, it's going to be an, it's going to be an interesting off season though. Like, I don't want to say it came out of nowhere because, I mean, you knew Porter would be looking for jobs, but I feel like it came out of nowhere because once DePaul was filled, that was when I kind of relaxed a little bit, which DePaul hired Tony Stubblefield this week. After about a couple days after my last show, which is actually doing really well, by the way. Thank you, everybody, for listening to last week's show when I talked about, like, the fit for Porter. So in the last week, the job I thought Porter could maybe consider got filled, and he took a different job. So it's been kind of a whirlwind here. Let's get to your tweets, as promised, because I have a bunch of tweets here. Like, I had a ton of submissions. Let's start with... I can't remember who was first yesterday. Uh, let's start with, I think, uh, if I butcher anybody's names, I apologize. Uh, Grant Bosnich chimes in. I knew he eventually had to leave, but Oklahoma? With a bunch of question marks. Look, Oklahoma's a good program. I keep saying, we're not talking about St. John's here. We're not talking about DePaul. We're talking OU. This is Oklahoma. Their coach wasn't fired. Lon Krueger retired. So, yeah, I Oklahoma, yeah. But I, wouldn't, I don't blame him one bit for jumping at this opportunity. And I, I've heard, I know there are reports. I know Loyola tried hard to keep him. Reports are out there about a potential 10-year deal. We're north of like 2.2 mil a year. So Loyola tried. And all the credit in the world to Steve Watson and the staff at the athletic department at the university for trying their best to keep Porter around. So, yeah, I don't blame him. Oklahoma, when I heard Oklahoma, like, cool, Oklahoma coach. That's cool. He's in Power 5 Conference. They finished 7th in their conference and made the tournament this year, people. Oklahoma was a good program this year. So, thanks, Grant, for chiming in. Uh, Matt Renschler, who is a P1 follower, uh, is an awesome follower. He always chimes in. Uh, Matt says, Porter never promised he was staying forever, and he clearly was just waiting for the right fit. He found it. Loyola tried hard, very hard to keep him but he wanted to move on so be it. The plan was clearly ready to go with Drew Valentine and I'm quote all in, moving on and forward obviously playing off the title of Porter's book all in. I think you hit the nail on the head there, Matt. I mean, he never whenever he was asked he never said it. He never said I'm staying at Loyola for life. Cuz it uh, some there'd be some quotes that jump out and be like so he is maybe leaving sometime. Yeah, he never ever said he was staying at Loyola for life. You have to remember it is a business. I mean, it's sports. I mean, as a sport management minor, I can tell you. It's a business. And I mean, this is this is a business decision. This was an opportunity. If you get an opportunity like this, you can't pass up on it. Like St. John's in 2019, it's just the clubs that's the closest one We had the Porter leaving with St. John's in 2019. That program was basically in shambles. Chris Mullen, it didn't work. That would have been a bad fit. I remember thinking at the time, everyone wondering, why is he considering it? If this was all about the money, he'd have jumped at that opportunity because it would have more than doubled his salary. Now, he found a good fit. Exactly what Matt said. And there's a plan ready to go with Drew. I personally think if Porter in 2019 ended up leaving, maybe you'd be looking at Brian Mullins, head coach. I've heard Brian's name thrown out there. I don't know what that's about because I don't see any way in hell Brian Mullins is leaving Southern Illinois. First of all, he's only been there two years. And the first year was really successful. Second of all, I don't think you'd see a coach go in conference like that. So, no, I – if Brian Mullins is not the guy. Like, he wouldn't have even been a thought in my head just because of the situation he has in Southern Illinois. But I think – this was a couple years ago when Brian was associate head coach at Loyola – He'd be the Drew Valentine. He'd be the one getting promoted. He'd be the young coach getting promoted to take over for a coach who's had success. But Brian's gone, and I think Drew is a great fit. So, yeah, there was a plan in place, and I I, I think Drew's a good fit for this. So, Matt, thank you for chiming in here. The way I worded this tweet was, Brambler Nation, how we feeling? Uh, Andrew, I think it's Ragas. Andrew, I think that's how I say your last name. Uh, he said he's feeling lots and lots of what-is ruminating in my mind. If Coach and the majority of the main roster returns next year it wouldn't be realistic, their top-ten team. And with not too many other juggernauts projected, they could potentially do the unexpected. More I read, just seems like Coach wasn't married to LUC like we wanted to be and didn't have aspirations of staying with us forever. Would like to know how the team all feels, more painful to the player than to the alumni fan. Uh, he also said he's feeling lots of sadness, sorrow, but thankful for the memories and cautiously optimistic for the future. So, Andrew, thanks for the tweets, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, I mean that goes back to it. What Porter would get asked about his future, and he'd bring he'd he wouldn't say I'm at Loyola for life. I mean, it's a mid major school. I love the Valley. It's not the Big Twelve, obviously. It's not the Power Five. It's not the Big East. I mean, the Valley two bids. They had two bids this year for the first time since I was in high school. First time five years they had two bids. There's not a lot of margin for error come Selection Sunday in the Valley. In the Big 12, there is. I don't know what Porter's endgame is in terms of, like, if there's one job he'd get that he'd never leave, there's a job for life I don't know that for sure. I'm not going to speculate on it. But the line, I want to read this one again. The more I read, just seems like Coach wasn't married to LUC like we wanted to be and didn't have aspirations of staying with us forever. I mean, like I said, it's a business. He got an opportunity. He knew he was going to get opportunities. It sounded like the athletic department was prepared. Again, I don't blame him one bit. So Andrew, thank you, man. Appreciate you. Uh, let's see who else do we have here. I've got some I've got a lot I can go through here. Uh, let's see. Mike R chimes in. Deep down, knew this day was likely to come. Was hoping things aligned next year to entice Porter to come back for another year. Our seniors that could come back. Family still in school here, etc. Not meant to be disappointed for us, happy for him. He deserves it. Yeah, I mean, you you knew this day was going to come. You knew this was going to happen. Porter's name was attached to basically every opening. I didn't think he should have even considered Indiana. I don't know if they even called, to be honest. You knew this day was coming. And especially a second Sweet 16 run in three tournaments, because I was going to say in four years, but we had a tournament canceled. So in two of the last three tournaments, Loyola's been in the Sweet 16. So, yeah, I mean, you knew this was going to happen sometime. So, Mike, thank you, you bunch of marks. (laughs) Another P1 follower. Uh, If Loyola is indeed created by culture, then it will keep going with Drew, as he's been just as as big a part of it the last few years as Porter. 100% agree. I think Drew, when he got here, fit right into the culture, not to – buy into the cliche too much but i think he fit into the culture really really well i think he's gonna carry the torch just fine it sounds like he has porter's endorsement too because i mean you heard porter say the program's in good hands and his assistant tonight, which basically okay did porter just confirm it all right <laughs> so yeah i agree with you uh you a bunch of marks thank you uh wake me up november 4th 2020 uh, i don't know your real name I'm super excited for Loyola basketball. I think Coach Valentine was behind our success the last few years. I've lost respect for Moser. Oh you, come on. I definitely noticed his ego more during the SAA tournament interviews. As long as we keep the players, we will crush it. No, do not lose any respect for Porter here. Let me let me be very, very, very clear here. Porter needs needed to do what was best for him. Loyola is in a mid-major conference you're not talking about an illinois in the big 10 or a duke or north carolina in the acc do not do, do not lose respect for porter here i mean do you can think whatever you want but i'm just from my perspective here do not do not quote unquote lose respect for porter for taking the oklahoma job and noticing his ego mortar in the NCAA tournament interviews, I had—I didn't see that. I was in all the interviews. I didn't—I didn't see that. I thought Porter was Porter. It's, no, I—I I, I, thank you for the comment. I disagree with you, but thank you for the comment. No, I—I I gained i almost gained respect for Porter for taking this leap. I mean, he—you got to jump at the opportunity. And he did. That's exactly what he did. Uh, Julie, not Julia. Uh, I'd like to know how to exchange this Porter's Pack shirt because I'm all in on Valentine. First of all, keep that Porter's Pack shirt. That is vintage. That was before I got there, that it was Porter's Pack. And I'm glad to know you're all in on Drew Valentine. I am too. Uh, Julie, thank you. Emma Bice chimes in. From what I've heard, it sounds like Loyola tried to get Porter a good deal. He turned it down. As a Porter and Loyola fan, that hurts, but it's clear that he had aspirations to be a Power 5 coach and maybe NBA, question mark, someday. So as a fan base, we must move on. I'm excited to see what Drew can do for us, and I think he's going to do a great job carrying us forward. From the comments I've seen from current and former players, he has what it takes to keep us on the map. Emma, thank you. I'll respond to that after I get this legal ID in. You're listening to the Sunday Sports Shootout on WWFM eighty eight seven, broadcasting from the campus of Loyola University. I'm broadcasting from my garage in Dwight, Illinois. So Emma, uh, going off your comment, yeah, it's clear you want to be a Power Five coach. That I mean, you coach in the Power Five. That's that's a good that's a good gig, especially in Big Twelve, Oklahoma. You're following Lon Kruger. I mean, Oklahoma basketball. That's a, that's a program. And the best part is, he doesn't have to change out his maroon. <laughs> it's not like he's going to a school that's green and yellow at, well, that's Green Bay Packers colors, but you get my point. No, I, yeah, it, it's clear his aspirations were to be power five coach. I don't think an NBA coach. I just don't, I wrote, a I wrote a column the, the year Fred Hoiberg was fired from the Bulls about what if Porter took the Bulls job just for fun. I was bored. We needed to fill space. I figured what the hell. I don't see Porter in the NBA. I think he loves the college game too much. But, yeah, I, I mean, Power 5 coach. He's going to be in a Power 5 conference in the Big 12. This is a great gig. This is a great gig for him. And it's not like he's going to an Indiana where it's win now or, or, or we'll fire you immediately. No. He's going to Oklahoma. They're in a good spot with the roster. He's a good enough recruiter where he can recruit the Big 12. You've got to remember, he recruited Milton Doyle after Milt announced he was transferring from Kansas. He recruited Milton Doyle to come to Loyola, Chicago, which was a bottom-tier Horizon League team at that point, from Kansas. Just think about that. He's got the recruiting chops. I think he's going to be fine. Uh, Steve Timble, another P1 follower. What's up, Steve? The elephant in the room. Who will be on the team next year? Recruits, returning players, grad transfers, and, of course, what about the seniors? Well, everyone keeps asking about the seniors, so I'm going to address that one first. I do not know what's going to happen. I don't even have a guess as to what's going to happen. I don't know if I'd know if Porter had announced he was staying at Loyola. I still don't know if I'd have an answer to that. So the senior situation, that is going to unfold here soon, I'm sure, once Drew officially takes over and whatnot. So I don't know about that. Grad transfers, there are two coming in right now, and I think it's Ryan Schweiger and Chris Knight are coming in as graduate transfers from the Ivy League. I mean, as of right now, no one has decommitted. Your signees are still there. Ben Schweiger, yeah, because it's Ben Schweiger and Ryan Schweiger. I looked it up. That's going to be fun for Jordan Burnfield and Jeff Dickerson when they're doing the games next year. Ben Schweiger and Ty Johnson still have their letters of intent signed. So, I don't know what's going to happen now. I know there have been offers still going out in the last couple days, which is crazy to me. Like, did Drew get started that quick? I mean, that's awesome if he did because he's, I mean, Drew's a good recruiter. And, I mean, Porter's a great recruiter, but like, Drew's really, really good, though. Uh, returning players, obviously, you have in the transfer portal right now. Yeah, Baylor Hebb, who was a surprise to me. Baylor Hebb is in the portal. Franklin Agunani is in the portal. And Cooper Kafis is in the portal as well. I don't know if you're going to see any more. You might just cuz there's a coaching change. Whenever there's a coaching change, you have to expect transfers. I mean, that's not a knock on Drew. This is not this is nothing like that. It's just the nature of the situation. You have a coaching change, you're probably going to have some transfers. And that's okay. That's that's college basketball. Like that's just the name of the game. So, to answer your question, Steve, I don't know for sure yet. It is very early. We aren't even 48 hours into when I first heard that this was picking up steam. That's how fast things are moving. So ask me next week. Maybe I'll have a better answer. Once Drew's introduced and settled in, ask me again next week. Maybe even the week after. Maybe give me two weeks. Maybe we'll have a better idea here. But it's a legitimate question. And I'm glad you asked Steve. Thank you. Uh, go Ramblers, wonder what team they root for, Uh, responded to me here. Uh, Many of us love sports, but didn't choose Loyola because it's a sports school. Moser made it a basketball school and gave us some great moments. 2018 was unbelievable. This year was a dream during such a bad winter. So for this, I'm grateful to him being Porter and the players. However, one story that is seldom mentioned anymore is that Loyola hung with him for five bad seasons. At most places that would have led to another firing. Of course Loyola has been paid bad hardly had, Loyola has been paid back heartily for this but it is very frustrating as a mid-major fan to not be able to expect more loyalty and be told everyone has to do what is best for them. even more frustrating is that he and the seniors could have come back and they would have been a top 10 team and have a good case to vault conferences and overcome the mid-major status but here we are. I wish Moser the best. Valentine seems like a fantastic new young coach. And hopefully he can keep the players around so that we can have another great team next year and continue to build Loyola basketball brand, something we could only dream about in the 90s when I was there. So go Ramblers. Thank you for the thread. Very, very dedicated. I love it. Um, I want to address a couple things here. First of all, my freshman year was 2016-2017. So I was a senior in high school in 2016. And Loyola had these admitted student games. I think they still will after the pandemic's over. I know they did before I graduated. They had these admitted student days. And what we did, we got tickets. It was me, my entire family. We went to a game. I remember it. It was Loyola Drake at Genteel. It was in early January, I think. We got there. And there were maybe a couple hundred people there. It was empty. And I remember thinking, God, this place could be so cool. Like, the amount of people in there, it was, it, was le, it was less than I expected. I remember being in the pep band for the San Diego State game in, it would have been November or December. Of, it was December of 2016, 2016-2017 season. There were 3,000 people there. It was the best atmosphere I heard in Gentile. I wrote my game story that day for the Phoenix saying the fans made the The fans literally pulled the team to a win. It was really cool. After that, attendance dwindled. 2017-18, I covered every home game that year. I wanted Every game in 2017-2018. There were a couple hundred people at the first game. Everyone knew they'd be good. And then things dipped again. After they beat Florida, a few more people started coming out, and then the first sellout in years was Senior Night that year. There is the transformation for you. Yes, Porter made it a basketball school. And I know you talk about, it's seldom mentioned anymore, that Loyola hung with him for five seasons. Go back and listen to the show. I keep talking about that. I keep giving Steve Watson all the credit in the world. Steve came in. He did not hire Porter. He didn't hire him. That was Grace Calhoun, who hired Porter in 2011. Steve stuck with Porter, even through the conference change. Because you got to remember, there was a conference change in there. Steve saw that and said, okay, Porter, we're going to keep you around. And it was the best thing he did. Steve Watson deserves all kinds of credit for keeping Porter at Loyola. So, yeah, I, I talk about it all the time. I think that just comes from my time covering the team. And I want to address the, it is very frustrating as a mid-major fan to not be able to expect more loyalty and be told everyone has to do what's best for them. I mean, that's just, that's the nature of a mid-major school. It's just the way the landscape is in college basketball. Again, you're not talking about Duke, North Carolina. You're talking Loyola Chicago, formerly of the Horizon League and the Missouri Valley. Now could Porter have stayed the senior's come back maybe maybe get an invitation to jump conferences in a couple years maybe I don't know if he can bank on that though And if you're in Porter's shoes let's put yourself in Porter's spot here you're a coach at a mid-major school right now Big 12 team comes calling Big 12's a great basketball conference The Big 12 school comes calling and you're thinking okay Got an offer from Oklahoma. In the Big 12. Great job, great program. But if I stay at Loyola, maybe we can build up to a conference jump and be out of the mid-major level. You can't bank on a maybe. Which is why the Oklahoma job was, okay, take the opportunity. So, I mean, I know... It's frustrating to not be able to get that kind of loyalty you expect. But as I said, it's just the way it's the way the landscape is. It's the nature of a mid-major school. It sucks. I know it sucks. I'm a huge mid-major basketball fan. But it's just the way it is. I hate to say it like that, but I mean, it's just until things change, until, like, there's more room for mid-majors to have a place in the NCAA tournament is mainly what I'm talking about because they always get screwed out of at-large bids. Power five schools, I mean, that's where the money's made. It's just, it's the harsh reality. And, I, and like I said, I know it's frustrating. I feel bad. I really can't help there, but it's just, the, it's the way things are, and I don't know if it'll change anytime soon. So thank you for the thread response to my tweet. I appreciate it. You made some good points. Uh, Sociology Sal chimes in. Thankful. He's feeling thankful. Really glad we got to have Moser and thankful for his successes during his tenure. Excited that he built a culture and that Valentine gets to continue that. Question. I'm guessing this is supposed to be question. Did Moser impact Oh, I see. Uh, did Moser Impact win over Loyola administration for the long run? That investment in basketball is a good thing. Well, well, sociology, Sal, thanks for chiming in, buddy. I would say, in a way, yes. Look, when you're at a university, you know athletics are essential for, from a revenue standpoint. I mean, I would hope you do at least. I mean, I feel like now, this is even before I got there. My fir- my freshman year was Joanne Rooney's first year as president. I feel like even Father Garanzini when he was president of Loyola saw that athletics is huge and he wanted to grow athletics. That's how you got the Norville Center. That's how you got the Gentile renovations. Like Father Garanzini had a vision and Steve Watson continued that vision. So I think the I think yes in a way. That Moser, that that Moser's impact won over administration. Now, is it a good thing? Yes. Yes, it's a good thing. Because now if your basketball if your men's basketball team in particular, because I mean it sucks. I hate the way the NCAA is structured with this because it's bogus, but Men's basketball and football are the two revenue sports. Now, women's basketball is really fun. Has anyone, have you watched any of the women's NCAA tournament this year? Because, oh my goodness. Go watch that Stanford game the other day. Because, oh, yeah. No, I, 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 women's basketball. I I, I, I love watching women's basketball. It's better than the guys. It's better basketball. (laughs) But. No, to answer the question with the way the NCAA is set up and the way college athletics and, you know, the, the landscape, uh, unfortunately, men's basketball is a source of exposure for these mid-majors that don't have football. Now, if your women's team makes the NCAA tournament, which I could, Kate Doctor is doing a good job with that program. They had their first postseason win this year, which was really good in the Women's Basketball Invitational. If you can get both your basketball programs, going and I think they are that's great for a university so yeah I, I think it is a good thing having an investment in the basketball programs because having because Loyola doesn't have football obviously even though the name Bramblers came from the football team in the 1900s but that's neither here nor there don't get me started on that one right now so without football you got men's basketball you got women's basketball those are your two High exposure sports, even the men's volleyball team is nationally ranked, you know, two time national champions back to back. The men's basketball is your most visible program, and women's basketball is right there, too. And in some cases, like UConn, they're both of them are they get the most exposure for the university. So, yes, it is a good thing that in the long run, an investment in basketball is a good thing, yes. So, Sociology Sal, thank you. Now, let's get to the Bishop. Jonah Blatt chimed in on this. Sad that he's gone, but Loyola really stuck the landing by getting Drew to succeed him. He'll hopefully keep the turnover to a minimum and keep Loyola at a competitive level. Very heartbroken in general, though, because I got my hopes up about him sticking around after the Marquette and DePaul jobs filled up. Well, Jonah, thank you. Appreciate you always chiming in. I know you slid into my DMs here, too. My DMs are kind of starting to heat up a little bit. I'm going to go through that in just a second. I wanted to get through all these tweets because I promised I'd look at tweets on the air. Yeah, I agree. I think Drew's promotion is a good thing from at least a culture standpoint, for sure. And there are basketball reasons, too. Like he's He runs the defense. The defense is as good as it was because Porter... I mean, Porter was a big part, but I mean, Drew was the guy on defense. So I think your defense, your defensive identity is not going to change. Offensively, maybe Drew can bring his, his background, put his fingerprints on the scheme offensively. And I'll be curious to see how that translates. But yeah, I mean, I think I'm a big fan of institutional memory. And I think, Promoting a rising star like Drew Valentine before someone else scoops him up is a good thing. Like I said, could they have hired, like, I keep, the the name I think of off the top of my head is Archie Miller. Like the Archie Miller type, that mid-major success story. You could have. It would have changed the identity of the program a little bit, but yeah. Or you can keep it in the program, promote Drew, and give him his head coaching job. Give, Give him the shot. He's been waiting for. Yeah, and I, I'm 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 hoping that again, there are probably going to be transfers. It's not to be, it's not meant to be anything cryptic. I don't know if anybody's planning on transferring, but it, uh, knowing college basketball like I do, there are probably going to be some transfers. But even promoting Drew, maybe that'll keep that low, and that's what Jonas said: keep the turnover to a minimum. Hopefully, there aren't many transfers out. But you just got to be prepared for it because a coaching change, whether it's promoting an assistant or whatever, whatever there is, there's a coaching change. You've got to be prepared for transfers. In my DMs here, uh, Jonah chimed in earlier, that job that I said, if I when I said, I don't know if there's a job that Porter would commit to, like say, this is my end game, this is my job I want for life. Uh, Jonah thinks that'd be Creighton or Slew. I I thought about the Creighton job because Porter played at Creighton under Tony Baroni. and that's where he got his start was at Creighton as a coach because Barone brought him on staff after he graduated. I could see Creighton. I thought about that. And Slew obviously coaching under Rick Majerus there. Yeah, Slew could be up there. I'd probably say Creighton more than Slew. But, yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Uh, Steve Timble chimed back in. Thoughts on Lucas, Ahir, and Cam doing the grad transfer to OU? not going to get into it. I mean, I feel bad. I feel so bad, Steve. I know you keep asking and I love that you're asking the questions cuz they need to be asked about next year and the seniors. I really don't know. There's so much up in the air right now with Moser leaving and Valentine taking over. There's a lot up in the air and I'm just I'm I'm not sure how to answer that yet. I think give it some time and we'll get our answers but for the time being I really I just I don't know. And as I keep saying, if even if Porter stuck around I wouldn't have an answer about the seniors coming back. So I I really don't know yet. Like I said ask me give me I said one week earlier, give me two weeks. Give me two weeks to see how Drew settles in, how the offers go, and he transfers out. We'll see. Let's give it, like I said, give it two weeks. We'll see. Daryl Horowitz, former host of the show, that women's game was great Friday night. How about UCLA and Gonzaga last night? Yeah, we do have to talk about that because, oh, my goodness. So, (laughs) well, let's talk about that game real quick. Cause that was really, really good. Um there's something to be said when a fourteen and a half point favorite in Gonzaga or a fourteen what was the spread was fourteen and a half and it turns into the game of the year. Like I oh my goodness. Watching that game, I mean I really thought Gonzaga was just gonna pull away at one point, you know, pedal to the metal, but UCLA kept hanging with them. And that ending, I went out with my friends last night. We went out, got a couple drinks. We started at one bar, went to another, and obviously, in my hometown of Dwight, wasn't really many people at the first one. Like, okay, we're gonna have one here. We knew we knew the bartender. Like, fine, we're gonna go down the street to where I work for overtime. And we got to the t- media timeout and overtime. We're like, okay, we're gonna head down the street. We get there, and I'm gonna—I'm just gonna say it. I, uh, the live spread of Gonzaga by two and a half looked pretty attractive. And as we were, we're at the other bar, and everyone's watching the game. It was quiet. We're watching it. UCLA makes that shot. Gonzaga goes down the court. The, and when they banked it in the whole place, went nuts. And Gonzaga, by two and a half, hit. That was, that was awesome. But, no, that game, all-timer. All-timer last night. UCLA and Gonzaga. 11 seed. From the first four hanging with the number one overall seed. I cannot believe it took us until the final four to get a buzzer beater, by the way. But wow, what a game last night. And if you're a Loyola fan, support the Jesuits. You've gotta support the Jesuit schools, especially on Easter weekend. Yeah, you got I'm I'm pulling for Gonzaga because I love the Jesuit schools. But man, what a game last night. And that Gonzaga team knocked out Lon Kruger's Oklahoma Sooners. So, just sticking with our conversation. Uh, I don't. I think I got through everybody's tweets. If I didn't read your tweet, I apologize. I had a, That was a really good showing, though. Thank you to everyone who submitted. Like I really, I really, I really do appreciate the submissions here. That was. That was huge for this. Like I, I wish I could take calls, but since I can't, tweets have to do. Uh, Jonah turns back in. Expect some great camping and Tom Izzo style in Drew's offense. Heavier emphasis on offensive rebounding would keep be the key difference. Yeah, I. If I'm Drew, taking over for Coach, taking over for Porter Moser, I'm not going to run the same scheme. I'm, I'm probably going to have hints of his scheme, but I'm going to do my thing. Yeah, no, I I expect absolutely some Campy and some Izzo in there. <laughs> Nick Weldon, former men's golfer at Loyola, it's a good buddy. What's up, Nick? Did you do see you live betted by t- minus two and a half in OT. Hilarious! I did that in regulation, dude. <laughs> that was in regulation. At Gonzaga, was by two and a half. I'm like, oh, you know, that looks pretty good. Yeah, I, that was that was in regulation that that came up <laughs> when that shot went in. It was great. That was that was awesome. Like we need we needed overtime in that game. We deserved overtime in that game. But if you're a college basketball fan, that was just holy cow. And Jim Nance's call and Bill Raftery and Grant Hill, like find the call. I didn't hear it at first. I had to find it on Twitter cuz I'm like I, the first thing I thought of, I'm like give me the call. That was amazing last night. And yeah, I mean national championship coming up Monday, Gonzaga Baylor. You know, I last night's game was game of the year. I don't know. I I think Monday's game could come close. I think it could come close. We were supposed to get that game in what was it, November or December, and that was when Gonzaga had COVID and the game got canceled. I was very sad. I was looking forward to that game. I think it's gonna be A lot of fun Monday night. I don't know if there's even a spread out. Let me see if I can find that real quick before the show wraps up. I've only got about three and a half minutes here. But, uh, yeah, I think the National Championship is going to be a really good game between two really, really good teams. Because as good as Gonzaga is... Baylor was right there all year, man. 820 tip-off at Lucas Oil Stadium, by the way. If you're curious, I know I'll be tuned in. Uh, early spread is Gonzaga by five. The over-under is 160. Oh, man. <laughs> Not a lot of defense. Uh, yeah, Gonzaga by five is your early spread for the national championship on Monday. And yeah, I mean... Once that tips off, <clears throat> all the credit in the world to the NCAA for pulling this off. I mean, it, you got we gotta get to tip off. Gotta get to eight twenty tomorrow night for tip off. But even so, NCAA has done quite a job. I I can't. Believe, am I complimenting the NCAA right now? Am I really doing this? I'm gonna regret this. Credit to the NCAA for putting this together and getting this tournament going. There was one game with a hiccup. It was VCU Oregon. That game, there was a COVID issue. That was the only game to have a COVID issue. So quite a job by Mark Emmer and the NCAA with the men's side. Now fix the issues with the women's side, please. I mean, it's too little too late now, but be better. Come on. But yeah, it's, it's been a hell of a season. And I agree with, I saw, I can't remember which tweet it was, but someone brought up how this Loyola team got us through a tough winter. I know I brought up my buddy Tim Edmonds' tweet about that last week. You know, it, it's been a good season. And I've enjoyed talking about it on the show. And now we got an off season to look ahead to now with Loyola. That's, you know, pivotal. And I will say I'm going to try my best, after he's officially announced, of course, to get Coach Drew Valentine on the show. I think it'd be I think it'd be a lot of fun to talk to Drew. I haven't I haven't talked to Drew probably since Arch Madness of twenty twenty was the last time I talked to Drew. So it'd be really great to catch up with him and you know he'd be the new head coach of the Loyola Ramblers. So stay tuned to my Twitter for that. I'm hoping that comes together whenever he's announced. We'll make something happen. But yeah, it's going to be quite an off season. So I'm got about 30 seconds left. Thank you again to everybody for submitting your tweets for the discussions today. That was that was awesome. And I yep, you you read my mind, Steve. Uh, Steve Timble just chimed back in in my DMs. Can you ask everyone listening to support women's basketball next year? Yes. Watch women's basketball. It's good basketball. It's better than the guys. Watch women's basketball. Watch Loyola's women's basketball team, too. They're turning a corner. Getting their first postseason win this this season, that's huge. And definitely watch women's basketball. Men's and women's basketball, it's, it's so much fun. I just love college basketball as a whole. But yeah, I am now out of time. Thank you for bearing with me through the technical difficulties to start the show. We got started about five minutes late, but it's all good. Now, looking forward to talking with you again next week here on the Sunday Sports Shootout on WLUW. Everyone stay safe, stay healthy, wear your mask, get your vaccine when you can. Talk to you next Sunday, everybody. Have a great week.